Hello everyone, I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. It's a joy and an honor to share the Word of God with you. And I pray that you will have an opportunity to just relax, sit back, and enjoy the Word, because I believe the Word has the ability to change your life forever. It did me back in 1969 when I first heard the message of faith. It changed my life. And right now, I am celebrating 50 years of preaching the gospel, serving the Lord, living by faith, and I'm telling you, it has been the most exciting life that anyone could imagine. Now, today we're going to continue our study on the year of abundant harvest. This is a prophetic word that was given to Brother Kenneth Copeland, and of course he's been one of my dearest friends and co-laborers in the Lord, or I might say I've been one of his co-laborers in the Lord. We've been preaching the word together all over the world for these 50 years. And I'll always look forward to the prophetic word that God gives him, and then I begin to take it as my own. I begin to receive it and act upon it and believe God for it to come to pass during the course of this year. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Now, once again, it's the year of the abundant harvest. Say that with me. This is my year for the abundant harvest. Now, what I'm going to be talking about is there is no way that you can experience abundant harvest except by sowing seed. That's God's law. Even though He wants this to take place in your life, He's not going to violate His own word to make it happen. So the book of Galatians says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I love the Phillips translation. It says, A man's harvest in life depends entirely upon that which he sows. So if you're a sower, a consistent, faithful sower, then get ready. God has in store for you an abundant harvest. I'm going to take you into our service here at Heritage of Faith where I was preaching this message. So watch closely and I'll be back in a few moments. Exodus 34.10 says, I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth. Marvels means things that cause one to be amazed or filled with overwhelming surprise. Amen. The Bible says in Exodus 15, 11, Who is like unto thee, O Lord? Who is like unto thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? The message translation says, Who compares unto you wonder-working God? Look at somebody and tell them, my God's a wonder-working God. God. Job chapter 9 verse 10 says that he does great things past finding out, wonders without number. The message translation says, his miracle surprises can't be counted. And then Psalm 77 14 says, thou art the God that doest wonders. Amen. And so that's the theme the Lord gave me regarding this year, marvels, wonders, extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. And then he said to Brother Copeland that it would be a year of abundant harvest. Everybody say abundant harvest. Amen. Now, I want us to look first of all at what the Bible says about abundant harvest and see if you qualify. You know, uh, just because God has said that this is what he wants happening doesn't mean that it's going to happen to everybody. Let me try on this side of the auditorium. <laughs> he wants it to happen to every one of us, but he's not going to violate his own word to make it happen. You know, if you're not faithful, it's not likely that you're a candidate. <clears throat> well, 
I lost some of you already. The doors are locked. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Just hang on, praise God. Like Brother Copeland used to say, I, I know I've stepped on your feet, but just sit there, God will heal them. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so once again, the harvest, the abundant harvest. Say this with me. It's my year, it's my year. for marvels, for marvels. Wonders, wonders, extraordinary manifestations extraordinary. of the greatness of my God. It's also my year for abundant harvest. Amen. Now, abundant harvest, according to the word, belongs to faithful, consistent, and diligent sowers. If you're not a sower, then you haven't qualified yet. But it's not too late to become a sower. Amen. People who have learned that Abundant harvest comes from people that are consistent and faithful in their sowing. They've also learned that God blesses their sowing. And it's not just so that he can make their life better, but so that they will have the resources to help make others' lives better. Amen? That's what it's all about. Blessed to be a blessing. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. He didn't say, I'm blessed to hoard it up. I'm blessed to keep it to myself. No, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I learned a long time ago. I asked the Lord way back in the early 70s. I said, Lord, what is your definition of a blessing? You want me to be a blessing? He said, it's an instrument through which my divine favor flows toward another person, preventing misfortune in their life and making their life better. Amen. I'm a blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a blessing. That means you're an instrument of God to bring hope to somebody else, to bring encouragement to somebody else, to prevent misfortune in the lives of others. Amen. And that's what Carolyn and I live for. We live to be a blessing. We're blessed, but we don't hoard it up on ourselves. Now, I get, you know, ugly letters from time to time about people getting angry about how blessed I am. Well, you just have to talk to God about that. I'm certainly not going to say, Lord, don't bless me anymore because people don't like it. Like John Wayne would say to that, that'll be the day. I'm just going to keep right on being blessed. Because the more blessed I am, the greater a blessing I can be to others. Hallelujah. And I remember when we first started out, and, and we didn't have the means to be a blessing. We were believing for everything. We were believing for the clothes on our back, the food on our table, the gas in our automobile, and believing for the automobile, automobile to run when it had gas in it. <laughs> Amen. But the, the critics, they, they weren't there. They weren't there in those days. They weren't there when I first moved to Fort Worth and I walked the streets looking for Coke bottles to sell where I could have money for milk for my babies. Yeah. Where were they then? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Huh? And because we were doers of the word and we made a commitment to trust God, to live by faith, do what he said, then God honored it. And praise God, I haven't hunted for Coke bottles in years. <laughs> In fact, I can buy you a Coke if you'd like one. Hallelujah. Huh? 
Now, we're blessed to be a blessing. And there's always critics. There's always people to get upset about it. They get upset about the car you drive, the house you live in, the clothes you wear, whatever. They're just always looking for an excuse. Amen. We began to find out that God would bless us. And the reason being is because he not only wanted to make our lives better, but he wanted us to become a blessing. So my point is, even though God wants us blessed, and God is a good God, and God wants us to be in health and prosper even as our soul prospers, it's not likely that you will ever reach that, uh, that highest level in this if you're not a sower. Because every farmer knows that you cannot expect a harvest without sowing a seed. Amen? Amen. I mean, that's, those, those, God created those laws, but they're not only spiritual laws, they're natural laws. Amen? You cannot, you cannot expect a harvest without sowing a seed. Going around and confessing, I'm prosperous. I'm prosperous. I'm extremely blessed and highly favored. God wants you to be that way, but if you're not a seed sower, That's like putting gasoline in your automobile and then walking around the house and saying, I'm a good driver. I'm a great driver. I have gasoline. I have a car. It's a good car. It'll take me wherever I want to go. Well, go get in the thing. Start it up. Amen. It's not going to take you anywhere you want to go if you don't go outside and get in it. You can't go around confessing, I have more than enough. If you read Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, where a lot of people use it as a confession and should, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But read the theme of that and where it was in, what it was inspired from, it was about sowing. He was writing a letter to partners, people who supported his ministry financially. It's a partner letter. Amen. And he said, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That was inspired by the Holy Spirit. But a Holy Spirit inspired him to write it to sowers. Look at your neighbors at it's really good preaching. Amen. So there's no such thing as a harvest without sowing seed. Well, Brother Copeland said by the Spirit of God, it's the year of harvest. Yes, it is. But the Bible also says you must mix faith with the word preach so that it will profit you. And you can't mix faith with that if you're not a sower. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Galatians chapter 6. Go there with me. Galatians chapter 6. Verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all things. Another word for communicate is to support. 
to partner with, to give. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap, reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Doing good here is a reference to being a blessing. Amen. Being a blessing. Amen. Did you notice that we're to look for or to be sensitive to opportunities to sow into others? As we therefore have opportunity. Amen. Opportunity. In fact, if you're really looking and sensitive to it, opportunities will come your way every day. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 An opportunity to sow into someone else's life. And notice it doesn't exclude non-believers unto all men. I've sown into non-believers. But it says especially into those who are the household of faith. Amen. So, and it doesn't always have to be money, a deed, an act, a kind word, an encouraging smile. That's a seed. Just, just walking up to somebody and say, I'm standing with you, my friend. I'm standing with you. Don't give up. That's a seed. I just sowed a seed. Now, if I'm capable and I know he's believing for finances, then I'll not only give him an encouraging word, but I'd like to sow some seed into that, uh, that financial need. And, and there you go. So I just, I just sowed a seed by the word of encouragement. I sowed a financial seed. You can keep it. <laughs> Somebody said, I want to play. Well, <laughs> I'm just looking for opportunities. Now, I did not say when you know someone's looking for an opportunity, corner them. You can't, you can't force people, con people into meeting your need, sowing your way. That, that's not faith at all. Amen. So notice here, we are to look for opportunities, be sensitive to opportunities to sow into all men, but especially, look at your neighbor and say, especially, especially. into the household of faith. <laughs> Fellow believers, hallelujah. Amen. The Amplified Bible says, be mindful to be a blessing. Amen. Be mindful to be a blessing. One of the first books Carolyn wrote years ago, was born to be a blessing. Be mindful to be a blessing. When you get up every morning, just say, Lord, I want to be a blessing to somebody. Lead me, guide me. Amen. Amen. Direct my steps today. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Amen. And there will come an opportunity. Amen. I've had it happen to me so many different ways, so many different times. Just, just in a grocery store, you know, 
and, and waiting to pay for what I got. And somebody uh, up in the front of the line was, was counting out pennies, hoping they had enough. And I just was standing there. I wasn't trying to butt in or be nosy or anything. I, I just noticed that they were telling the cashier, uh, put this back and put that back. I don't have enough. I said, no, uh, go ahead and keep it. Let me buy it for you. Well, you don't even know me. I said, but well, that makes it even better. You're in the Bible. You're one of the all men I'm supposed to bless. Amen. That's fun. I said, that's fun. Carolyn does it all the time. Amen. Now we don't have a sign around our neck saying, we're blessed. Anybody need anything? No, we listen to the spirit of God and follow his direction. Can you say amen? Amplified once again, be mindful to be a blessing. The message translation says, every time you get a chance, every time you get a chance, bless somebody, be a blessing. Now, most Christians don't think like that. Most Christians think of them being the recipient. Amen. I preached a message years ago about uh, the man with the pitcher in his hand where Jesus told the disciples, go into Jerusalem and look for a man with a water pitcher in his hand. And when you find that man, he will take you to a room where we can share the Passover. And I said in that message was that most people, they're looking for the man with the pitcher in his hand, but they don't want to be the man with the pitcher in his hand. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, notice the man with the pitcher in his hand. And if you read the story, they found that man, just like Jesus said. There was a divine connection. And did you notice the man with the pitcher in his hand was now meeting not only a need of the disciples, but a need of Jesus. Wow. Don't you want to be the man that Jesus needs to fulfill a need in his life and ministry, praise God. It's just like he also said one time, uh, you go to a place where two ways meet, an intersection, and you'll find there a coat, a young coat tied. Loose the coat and bring him to me. He was about to make his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Loose the coat and bring him to me. And if anyone asks you, while you are loosing the coat, tell them the master hath need of him. So they went to that intersection. Sure enough, there was a young coat there and they loosed the coat. Someone asked, probably the owner, why are you loosing the coat? The master hath need of him. And he released the coat to go to Jesus. And that's the coat or the donkey that Jesus rode into Jerusalem where they're putting the fig leaves and palm leaves and so forth and and, and bringing men to Jerusalem. Come on. Now, how would you have liked to have been the man who owned the coat? <laughs> that you just became an instrument to meet a need in Jesus' life. Yes. Amen. Amen. I heard somebody say one time, wouldn't it have been a great mistake when all those people are shouting hallelujah and waving the leaves and, and you know, the, for the coat to think, wow, I didn't expect this. <laughs> It wasn't for the coat. It was for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
So notice here it says, look for opportunities to be a blessing. Now these are the kind of people that experience abundant harvest. Abundant harvest. People that live to give. Born to be a blessing. Every chance. Every time you have a chance. So once again, most Christians don't think like that. They don't live like that. But those who do have discovered you can never outgive God. Amen. The more they sow, the more he blesses them financially. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, go there with me real quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're going to connect these two prophetic words very shortly. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And you know verses six and seven, if not read them, but verse eight says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Now that's his promise to sowers. That's his promise to sowers. Well, I'm a Christian. No, we're not talking about are you a Christian? We're talking about are you a Christian sower? Are you a sowing Christian? Now, the Amplified Bible says it this way. And God, who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating, will also multiply your resources for sowing. I love that. That's that's the prayer I pray all the time. Lord, continue to increase my resources for sowing. Because I'm always looking for opportunities. Amen. Amen. I'm always endeavoring to be sensitive to opportunities. In fact, before coming into this year, I'd already made commitments to several people and ministries and so forth that the first quarter this year, I'm sending your ministry or you or whatever X amount of dollars to help you fulfill your vision. Now, it, it's, I won't tell you the amount, but it, um, it amounts to a lot. And in order for me to do it, and God's never let me down, he will have to increase my resources for sowing. So I don't think in terms of 10%. I said, I don't think in terms of 10% in my sowing. That's minimum. Amen. I, I, I wonder, what would God do for somebody who brought it up to 20% or even 40% or even 60%. What would God do? Inquiring minds want to know. (laughs) Amen. So I'm, I'm thinking of sowing all the time and I'm also praying all the time. God, increase my resources for sowing because the more seed I have, the more I can sow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout. Are you ready to receive the abundant harvest that God has promised? In the powerful three CD series, Year of the Abundant Harvest, Jerry Savell demonstrates with scripture how harvest time is decreed through prophecy, how God never forgets a seed sown, how the abundant harvest enables you to be an abundant giver, and more. 
you can live every day in God's blessing. Also included in today's package is the inspiring book, Every Day a Blessing Day. In its pages, you will learn what the blessing of God is and how you were created to prosper and excel. Today is the day. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including Year of the Abundant Harvest and Every Day a Blessing Day. You can take your faith to the next level. Make the decision now to become a doer of the word and watch how God will produce an abundant harvest in your life. You know, this is one of my favorite subjects, the law of seed time and harvest. I've been preaching this, teaching this to people all over the world, as I said, for 50 years now, and I never get tired of talking about this law. In fact, I've been asked many, many times over the years, Brother Jerry, what is the most important spiritual law that you've ever learned? And I always respond with the same answer, the law of seed time and harvest. This is the law that changed my life. And I want you to know it has the ability to change your life as well. If you learn to become a sower, a consistent sower, a faithful, diligent sower, then praise God, you can sow your way out of poverty. You can sow your way out of lack. You can sow your way into abundance. And that's what God wants you to experience, the abundant life. He wants you to experience abundant harvest, everything about God. Abundance is involved in it. So I want to encourage you to begin to, to practice the law of seed time and harvest if you haven't already, because I want you to know it can change your life just like it has mine. You know, when Carol and I first started out, we didn't have anything. We didn't have anything. When, when we began to learn about the law of seed time and harvest, our seed was small, but we were obedient. We sowed it anyway, and we looked for opportunities to continue to sow. And as we continued to sow and we were faithful in it, God began to bless us with harvest. And over the years, praise God, God has increased the harvest, increased our seed for sowing. And once again, he's no respecter of persons. He'll do it for you. Let me read to you once again, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10. The Amplified says, And God who provides seed for the sower and bread for the eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing. You know, that's the prayer that Carol and I pray all the time. We don't pray very often, Lord, meet our needs. He's already promised to do that. What we pray is, Lord, continue to, uh, to uh, continue to multiply our resources for sowing. Give us more seed, Lord, because he knows he can trust us. He knows that we live to give, and he knows that, that we know that his best for our lives is blessed to be a blessing. So I want to encourage you, lay hold upon this principle. You can give your way out of debt, give your way out of poverty, and give your way out of lack. The law of seed time and harvest. Now, I want to encourage you before we leave the air to consider prayerfully ordering the resources we're making available to you this week. Three CDs on the year of the abundant harvest, and then my book, Every Day a Blessing Day. These resources will help you understand how important the law of seed time and harvest is. You determine your own harvest. Nobody else can do that for you. I can't determine it. Nobody else can determine it. If you'd like to have these resources, go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, log on, and it'll tell you how to uh, receive them, how to order them. And I believe, praise God, that once you begin to listen to them and you read this little book, 
your life will never be the same. Thank you for joining me today. And I want to remind you that we'll continue to be, uh, continue to be talking about this next week. So join me. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.